I'm right and you're wrong. Once you start labeling people, categorizing of humans and ideas, you have desensitized yourself to the humanity of that other human being, to who they really are. And in the marketplace of ideas, these things are complicated, man. We all need to engage with a variety of viewpoints. A genuine multicultural connection with another. I mean, sometimes you don't need to agree or disagree. You just need to sit with it and digest. This Choircast podcast episode is brought to you by the Messy Spirituality Podcast. Hey, this is Jason Elam. Join Lola Robbins, Kyle Butler, and me for the Messy Spirituality Podcast, where we try to empower your spiritual evolution with honest conversation about how to be a better human, taking a critical look at toxic Bible stories, and look behind the headlines for growth opportunities underlying current events. Hey, it's a bisexual hairstylist who escaped a cult, a black mystic, and a recovering Southern Baptist preacher. What could possibly go wrong? Check out the Messy Spirituality Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ideas Digest podcast, where each week, we two optimistic Aussie blokes explore new and challenging ideas outside our echo chamber on our totally realistic quest to achieve... World peace. You're World meant, peace. You meant to say it with me. Yeah. World, World peace. peace. Thank yeah. you. It's my name's Conrad. This is Matt. And new friends of the show, welcome. Climb up, climb up and aboard upon our moral high horse. We love the view from our very high high horse. <laughs> As we survey the 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 lands of new and controversial ideas, but separates you from the muck. You, you know, did, rise I, above I it. I feel though we we triggered some people during the week with our high horse perspectives. <laughs> we I, I, I just don't understand why. I don't understand why. <laughs> But, okay, Matt, we do try and explore controversial ideas on this podcast. We do stray into the culture war every now and then. And I don't understand getting up on that horse is dangerous at times. It is dangerous. It's like, literally, we could it's fall. scary up there. We could fall. And so we do hop on the high horse because we, we do genuinely try and understand different perspectives, mm-hmm. but we also recognize we are humans with opinions 100%. ourselves. So we're trying to be open and honest we're about that. predictably irrational human beings. Yes. And we're, so we're trying to be honest, but we're also trying to survey the land and go, okay, I'm going to try and understand your perspective. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're a regular friend of the show, you know all this already. So welcome back. If you're a new welcome, friend. Welcome to the cult. <laughs> are we a cult now? Well, you know, I love cults. Sorry, Matt, we're not a cult. Matt likes cults. We might, hey, we could graduate to a cult, but mm. I think we're not quite there yet. No. Uh, no. Yeah, we'll get there. And you know, it's my secret plan for joining Ideas Digest that we have our own cult thing. And yeah, Matt's given cult leader <laughs> vibes. I will keep him in check, everybody, <laughs> uh, because Matt loves a good cult and yeah. he's going to talk to us about a, some cults very soon. Yeah, I can't wait. It's, it's a special field. Super friends, welcome. Welcome back to the show. You are the ones that went to itisdigest.org. You signed up. You're supporting the show. You're keeping us fed whilst we, I guess, try and help everyone understand each other as best we can. So super thanks to you. And super thanks, Matt. Uh, We've got a few cult members (laughs) joining if we're we're a cult. Yeah. Um, Hayley and Jessica joined this week. Hayley and Jessica, thank you so, so much. And I should literally though, these are the people that um, make this possible. Yes. And yeah, Haley, Jessica, I mean, so much. Uh, I know for you, maybe you just went there and you're like, oh, whatever, these heretics, these guys. Throw them know, some coins. Yeah, throw them some coins. But those coins but for us, change like, lives. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we can eat. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. If you'd like to support the show, itisdotis.org. For the, al- the algorithm gods have demanded that we 
give a bit of a teaser to the episode that's coming up. Okay. Keep people hanging in there. Short attention spans these days. Yep. Gen Z, I'm looking at you. I'm, I'm sure it's growing, mm-hmm. but uh, you're always welcome here as well. Mm-hmm. Boomers, Gen Zs, whoever you are, you're welcome. And they've demanded more clickbait. So Matt, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get pique your interest on what, yep. I, what I've got for you this week. Matt, the news is bullshit. And you yourself and you listening, friends of the show, you suck at working out what is true, what is false, mm. what is important, what is not. You triggered? I've accused you of something. How dare I? No, I love it. Like, oh. <laughs> no, like uh, I was uh, Yuval, my old like guru friend that I have. Um, I read all his books. He said something. No, Yuval really Harari. Yeah, yeah. So the guy, Sapiens, amazing book. You know, smart guy. Smart guy. He said he said this comment, and it really struck with chord with me, which I think is aligning what you're saying. It's saying if the news is free, you are the product. Mm-hmm. It's essentially, yeah. and you're like, I'm the product. So you're aware yeah, of this. I'm like, I am. The well, product. I was trying to trigger you. I was trying to be like, no, no I watch. I'm, I'm a smart guy. No, I'm not. Okay, all right. Well, I've read enough of these predictably rational books to know so that you don't, I'm you're really not smart. Not smart. Well, let's pretend for a second you okay. don't know that, and how outraged are you? And well, a few of the haters know that I'm not very smart, so they sort of have already discovered. We, it. we will hear from the haters very soon, <laughs> Matt. But Matt. So, friends of the show listening, myself, mm. Matt, you include, we're all idiots. Yes. The news is manipulating us. It's yes. all bullshit. But guess what? I've got a product for you that can change your life. So, if you stick around, you will hear, probably not three, but I've got to make it snappy, three simple things that you need to know to make you smarter than your woke liberal friend. Yeah. Or, sorry, for the other tribe, here's three simple things that you need to know to make yourself smarter than your slightly racist conservative friend. Mm. We once had this this reader, his dad fell into this like massive echo chamber of like pretty biased news and the point where, where like you couldn't talk to him about anything before he could he, like bring yeah. up politics and, and like argue. And like this guy, he could not get his dad to believe a word that he said. So he tried different things. He, he tried showing them him like what he perceived to be a, a better news source, tried to talk to him about like the facts, didn't work. But then he put him on our platform and after a few months, he kind of became more curious upon what other side said. I think this is like, this is huge because often we are, we're distracted. We're on, on social media and we see an article. We you even just probably read the headline. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't even read the full article. No. And, the, no. and we're not really understanding the incentive structures behind what's generating that click and no. how that money is made. Who's got time for that? Yeah. Not me. I'm a busy so, boy. Then you go and have a conversation with someone and it's controversial and they're, and they're like, oh, no, what well, the Guardian said this or that. And then you're like, oh, no, come on. Yes. Fox News says that. And then yes. it's just like they're not realizing what's happening here with these two new sources that are that are, are literally writing for certain segments of society. Yes. So if you've had that conversation with someone, mm. which I have very recently saying, oh, did you hear about this foreign policy from this country? And this was happening. And they go. Well, that's not happening. Mm. I'm like, well, I literally heard that was happening. They're like, no, that's fake news. I'm like, well, what's real and what's fake. Yeah. And this this is happening more and more. So fear not, stick around. Yeah. We're going to dig it more into this, but to a quick quick game, Matt. Okay. Review or not a review. I've been looking at our reviews, or have I? Wink, wink. Here's a review. Comes in from Smarty. Came Smarty. in this month. It said, the Ideas Digest show is engaging and informative. Mm. I don't always agree with their opinions or takes, but I appreciate their willingness to say it as it is, especially in today's cultural and political climate. Wow. Review or not a review? Real or fake? Fake. 
dad, you know. I just, it just had you written all over it. <laughs> no, nah, I took it from Ben Shapiro. <laughs> ben Shapiro? <laughs> yes. Right wing YouTube oh, pundit. That ben was Shapiro. good. It was really good, eh? That's really almost good. Almost had you. Almost had you. So, you from Ben Shapiro. <laughs> so, oh, man. So if you'd like to leave a real review. Maybe Ben's a friend of the show. I would love him to come on the show. Yeah. He's a smart guy. He's yeah, a very smart, a smart guy. guy. And maybe super friends might hear Conrad's rant about all the all things Ben Shapiro if you if you get yeah. me if you get me going, but only super friends get to see that side of me. I'm still on the moral high horse. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. Uh, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Five stars would be great. I'd it's, digest on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's whatever. a huge way of helping us. Yeah. You know, if you're just thinking, hey, I haven't got the money for plus, but this is what I can do is leave a review. That's what you can Please do. Please do that. And we're getting a few. We're getting mm. quite a few. And I'll read them out next week, review and not review. But I think it's only fair, Matt, to spend a moment to hear from the haters. Boy, I've had a week this week. I have heard from many haters. And, and maybe we should preface the, the, our, our, our lovely community how well you deal with hate. Like you seem to have like a force field that I don't have with haters. Yeah. Uh, I think a hater is just a friend of the show that doesn't know it yet. <laughs> so if that's you and you leave a comment, you will be offered the opportunity to say it to my face. Mm. And Matt, spoiler alert. Well, I'll read you what they said and then you can tell me whether they wanted to say it to my maybe face or not. Yeah. Okay. And then we will discuss. Did they say this to you or me? Uh, this is a me thing. Oh, okay. I know you're a bit more sensitive than me. Yeah. But yeah, we'll talk about it. So this you, one you're says... You're building me up until the, the anti-Matt episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> until there's a Matt review and then we'll be like, come on, Matt, you got to cop one. All right. Here's the review. It says, I question your courage. This is to me. Ooh. This is to me. It comes hot from Instagram. What? I, I need to know a name. Uh, I think I wrote it here. K. K is in K-A-Y? Yeah. Okay. K. K from Instagram. I do question your courage. Is this a particular episode? Yes, sorry. Good context. Mm-hmm. This was, I believe, in response to my reaction to the Paul Washer clip that I posted on Instagram. Obviously, Instagram has no context. They didn't see us hop back on our moral high horse, understand the Paul Washer, yeah, yeah. understand the community, trying to get inside the head. Obviously, we might have different opinions, but it doesn't stop us from understanding. Yeah. We don't have to agree. We can still be friends and friends of the show. Mm. Obviously, Instagram takes that out. I try and try and the algorithm gods demand no context, Matt, and I yeah. feed it every now and then. Yeah. And so here's the, here's the review, uh, oh, the not review. <laughs> they can send it as a review if they want. <laughs> Give it five stars though. I question your courage. Mm. You strike me as a schoolyard bully. Oh. You will go after the easy pickings on the playground. I guess I got my sleeves and my arms out. <laughs> Podcast listeners, I'm wearing a singlet today because all my clothes are in the washing. <laughs> so I guess I look like a bit of a bully. If bullies wear hey, singlets. Yeah, she's going straight. Yeah, out. yeah. Uh, when it comes to bigger... When it comes to a bigger and meaner bully, you steer clear. So she's already what does predicting. That mean? Well, I'll, pl- good question. Yeah, hold it. Super friends of the show. They're going to get more more um, content. I'll leave it there. I guess why I'm bringing up hearing from the haters is that it's sort of like a threat. I'm a bit <laughs> looking over my shoulder a bit now. No, I don't. I don't think. I think I'm the bully. Who's going to come after me? <laughs> I mean, she's indicating there could be a bigger bully. Oh, no, it goes on. She's def- definitely not saying she's the bigger bully. Is she? Is it a lawyer? Oh. Does she know that? You make sure the unique... Okay, I'll just finish it for Friends of the Show. The unique thing about you is that all the while you gaslight and say, I'm doing this to make the world a better place, which we did say as yeah, the opener of the show. And don't like, don't you see your hypocrisy? Yeah. No, we do, okay? You're right. <laughs> we do see we our do. hypocrisy. Yeah. 
and we're trying. Yeah. So super friends of the show, stick around. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you like how that made me feel. Yeah. What it made me question because I because I think. For super friends behind the paywall, I can be more honest and we can talk about context. And what we are trying to do and what we're trying to do is humanize ideas, put ideas into context, grapple with them. But we're also two people with opinions ourselves. We yeah. have a background. Like both of us come from a Christian background. We have differing mm. views on that now. Um, super friends would know more about that than yeah. regular friends. Because as I've learned, if, you, if, you, if, if I'm too honest... You know, for the people just dropping in, just dropping by who don't know us. Yeah. They leave comments like this. And I understand it. So yeah. super friends, stick around. I'm gonna unpack that more. So And thanks, Kay, for and even though it's a bit of hate. Yeah. Um They cared I, enough to write. Yeah, they cared enough to write. And I think we we always take it on board, the haters. The haters help. Yeah. Um YouTube haters are a whole other thing, though. Yeah, but they're a bit more. They're a different breed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not sticking around they're, for the cover. They're looking for the upvotes as well, yeah. and so they have to be as crafty yeah. as possible. But that I think it's it's I think it's a relevant question. The essence of what she's saying fair. is fair. It's fair in the sense of a bit poignant. Yeah, oh, of course. Here's my feeling. I was I was almost bullied it's directed at school. At both. Well, yeah. And by the way, it's not true. K with Conrad, he's like the if it's directed oh, at Conrad, maybe it could be me. No, I'll, well I. I don't know. Could have been either of us. Yeah, anyway. I took it as me. Neither of us were bullies. Um, At school or just in general? I think we'd be, be both of us would be on the spectrum of being bullied. Yeah, I was close to it, but I avoided it. Yeah, being a bit yeah. Smoother at school. Um, but we don't need to talk about that. The point is the point she's making is, is that um, maybe listen to the entire episode. This is what I often yeah. say in the comments. I'm like, hey, thanks for thanks for writing. And Matt, as you know, super friends will find out. I give every hater an opportunity to say it to my face mm. and unpack it. Tell me your context. Why do you think that? What could have I have done? I'm ready for that conversation. And super friends will find out whether this hater is prepared to come on and say That'll it to my fun. face. So stick around and find out. Next segment, how's the war with the algorithm going? We have declared war with the god mm. of the algorithm. And this week... Uh, Miragov7, friend of the show, sent through a screenshot of a text they sent to a friend. Because you remember he said, to fight the algorithm, send the episode to someone who oh, will yeah. like it and then send it to someone who may not agree or may mm. not like it, but say like it with an intriguing text. Yeah. And so Margov7 says... Sent, How do we pronounce it? I'm going to get his name right. Maragav7. Maragav yeah says uh, he sends in the screenshot there and for the episode of straight men enjoy gay sex with dr joe court popular episode that one yeah. uh he sent it to his friend and said thought of you thanks cryptic yeah the guy's like well you think i might enjoy gay sex hey yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, like yeah. listen to it the episode opens up a few like Pandora's boxes. <laughs> it really does and the guy is, listening, it, is he coming out <laughs> yes is it me or is it or is it am i the one giving off gay vibes? yes yeah i mean yeah no yep great thought of you thought of you Great line. Well done. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. well done, especially with such a cryptic one because he, he could be, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe he's like, does he know? I haven't told anyone. Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, that's good. You know, I so it's, it. it's quite good. Um, and great episode if anyone wants to go back and have a listen to that one. This idea, Matt, as I said, is going to change, has the potential and the power to change the mind of your woke or slightly racist friends slowly and over time without people knowing it. I'm talking about new friend of the show from the Instagram page ground news. Have you heard of this? No. So I can pull up, I'll actually probably pull it up for friends of the sh for YouTube people watching. So it's actually an Instagram page, but it's also a news website, but I'll go to the Instagram page because it's, it's an easy access. I'm trying to like guess it's like bent left or right. Ah, I'm glad you brought that up. So if you scroll this page here, yeah, you'll see, so we're looking at a story here. It says Biden, 
So it's a bit American at the moment. Yeah. Biden DeSantis project unity in response to Hurricane Ian. And there's a photo of Ron DeSantis, the governor yeah. of Florida, and Joe Biden, the president of the United States. And what's this bar down here, Matt, that you're seeing here? Oh, great. So left or like liberal. So it's a blue bar. Yeah, yeah. it has L, 46%. C, 33%. And R, 20 So Republican, cons- what's C? Or right, center, left. Okay. Of course. <laughs> Hey, you got it. She's right. We're not too smart. <laughs> Bullies were never that yeah, smart yeah, at yeah. school. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I got the opportunity to speak with one of the guys from the Ground News page. And it's an interesting news page because what it does, as you go through some of its Instagram pages and, and explore its mm. website, you've got different trending stories. And if I click on this story here and it has blind spot for the right, and it has a story there. So a woman who had an abortion at Walker's request is the mother to one of his children. And it's from the Daily Beast. So, sorry, that's a blind spot for the right. So it shows only 14% of the right-leaning media mm-hmm. is reporting the story, but 46% of the left. Yeah. So essentially what it made me do, this conversation and everything like that in Friends of the Show, I think this is a useful tool. I'm actually trying to sell to the Friends of the Show. Normally I'm trying to understand an idea, but I came yeah. across this and I thought this is really helpful. Mm. Because what it does, it puts a, like a label on the news we're consuming. And it makes us rethink this word bias. So uh, Super Friends, will, when I talk about hearing from the haters and the mm. conversations I had this week, bias is this word thrown around. Yeah. And when I look at this and you'll hear in the conversation coming up, bias is a helpful word to use to describe just a perspective and an emphasis. So this news story just points out that there are some news stories that the left will report on and the right won't and the mm. right will and the left won't. Yeah. And so what it shows is that there are issues that matter to the right and issues that matter to the left. And you haven't even gone into the layer of is it factual or not. So people conflate these two things, bias and factuality. Mm. So I'll be watching, you know, ABC, my preferred news of choice here in Australia. Left. Yeah, bloody as if, mate. <laughs> and people will say, oh, he's freaking lefty. Yeah. And I understand what they're saying because there are issues that the left side of the political spectrum, if you're in Australia, the Labor Party, if you're in America, the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. there's issues that they care about, like climate change and equal mm-hmm. opportunity for women and things like that. And yeah. the ABC will report on that. But people will say, oh, that's biased. Equity frameworks. Equity frameworks. Thank yeah. you. Which is equality. Like yes. the left cares about equality for people. Yes. And the right would be... Moralistic. Moralistic. So what's yeah. right and wrong? Yes. Okay. Right. Gay marriage, big issue. Abortion, big issue. Is it right or wrong? Yeah. Whereas the left is more like, who's it fair to? And then on the right, you'd be like, um, you know, a fair, you know, all these. It's just so funny sometimes with what we classify as the right. It could be like, okay, so when we talk about uh, uh, universal basic income for all, like everyone's like, oh, that's socialistic. So the lefty, yeah. And then they're like, give me my Bible and um, I'm off to church. And you're like, well, the same guy that was homeless and went out. Yeah, it's you so, just, you just a total yeah. disconnect between you know, uh, how they think you're also, you know, in a moralistic way. And then sometimes how that outworks in a political sense. In a political sense. And so it's just something interesting. Yeah. Just like, but really these right-leaning, um, you would say, uh, you know, moralistic frameworks, you know, you can just see it happening. It was just like saying the abortion, clearly in the d- abortion discussion we had. Yes. This is not fair on women versus this is murder. 
Yes, this is morally apprehensible, mm-hmm. regardless of the impact of make of whether making it illegal. Yes, what that's going to be because it should be illegal because it's wrong. Yes, that's often the oversimplified argument. Yes, and then the left says, well, when you make it illegal, it hurts a lot of women in these scenarios, and it's actually not helpful. And yeah. and then you get the left right divide. So, I guess what I took away from this, just up front, as as you're listening, was the word bias has changed a lot for me. Now it's bias. We all have bias. It's, mm-hmm. it's perspective. And when I say that's biased, I think it's more accurate to say that has a perspective and I'm wondering if they highlighted the other perspective, doesn't necessarily pertain to factual accuracy. Mm. That's a separate metric. So if you're reading a news source that has been known to be inaccurate on reporting certain things, then I think you're better off saying, oh, that's not factually accurate. But I think we conflate those two words. You can head to ground news right now if you're not driving in your car and you're sitting at home just listening to our lovely voices and you can ha- you can have a look here and you can scroll these news stories. There's another post here that has split headlines and you can see the news story, the same news story as it's reported by, by left, center, right. Mm. So yeah, this ground news website has exploded. Oh, wow. It's got 128K on Instagram. It's creeping up more and more. Mm. And the website is also, I don't know the metrics on that, but it's kind of come out of nowhere. And I'm sure you've got lots of questions, how they come up with it, who determines these sorts of things, why is it helpful, should we watch the news, all great questions. Do you have any biases up front being like, what are you skeptical of? What's your, as you hear my pitch there, do you think it really could transform your slightly racist uncle or your radical woke lefty friend? It's difficult with journalism and just like how, you know, it's just how money's disappeared our industry and how desperate they've become for clicks. Mm Mm-hmm. And so what incentive structures surround Matt's company? Yeah, where they make their money from. Yeah, and you'd want to understand that because I think that's not, a, that's not even an attack. It's just more, okay, who... I'd like to know. What's that audience? Yeah. Who of the 128K, do left people love this? or do I Actually, I, yeah, I haven't looked into the demographics. I'm not sure how many on yeah. the political spectrum would like it. But all, all this literally is a middle, like this is a swing voter thing. I like, wouldn't know. I yeah, I don't know how to vote on the next election. These are these are stats. They're people Matt. from Arizona or, or Michigan, whatever those some of those places that swing elections. So, well, they're actually Canadian, as as I discover when I chat Canadian. to a Canadian Twist. website. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Canadians <laughs> just like blowing their whistles out and going, "Hey, hey, no left, right." To be fair, Canada has a very high vested interest in America not it's imploding. True. So, if anyone cares outside of America... All right, guys, this is how it works. (laughs) We don't have much inhabitable land further north than where we are. So, let's simmer this this division and and violence down, like, between the two sides. So, you've asked some great questions, Matt. Maybe if you were interviewing him, you'd have gotten to those Matt nerd stats. Can't say I could tell you what the demographics (laughs) of Ground News are. Didn't get that far. But, friends of the show, super friends... Here is my interview with Matt from Ground News. I think I found something that I think most friends of the show will find useful. No matter where you sit on the political spectrum, I'm hoping this might be something that will help everyone filter the landscape around them. Let me introduce a very new friend of the show, a guy called Matt from something called Ground News. Matt, thanks for joining me on Ideas Digest. Hey, man. Happy to be here. It seems like a, a pretty good fit. <laughs> I think it's actually a really great fit. I came across Ground News just, you know, scrolling on Instagram. I think actually someone shared it with me. And since then, I've been 
digging deep into what ground news is, but I think it would be better if you were to introduce, I, I think, yourself and ground news. Yeah, so um, I'm, uh, I'm Matt. I lead growth at Ground News. I was actually the company's uh, first non-developer employee. So I was there since we launched on day one about five years ago, in 20, or four years ago in 2018. We started making it in 2017. So we're about four years old. So we kind of like came of age during like the midpoint of Trump's presidency, which was a pretty chaotic time for news, America, kind of the world in general. Uh, but kind of what Ground News is, is at its heart, it's a news comparison platform. So it's based on the idea that that if, you were, if you're seeing any story, you should have the right to see how sources from across the world, the spectrum, are covering any story. So the idea is, let's say there is a there is an, an incident in New York, there's, there's a shooting. You can compare the coverage from people on the right, like the New York Post, people on the left, like the Times, people in the center and kind of come to the idea of what happened yourself. So after taking in multiple perspectives, you have a stronger view on like what really happened. So that's kind of the crux of the platform. We do have a few like side features and, and benefits, but that's kind of it at its, its crux. So you're kind of purveying and walking through the news landscape, collecting left-leaning papers, right-leaning papers, people who might categorize as the center, and then smashing it together and putting it into, into one place so that we can kind of see the same story but what the story is being told with different emphasis depending on where someone sits on the political spectrum does that sound about right yeah and it's it, it is the same story but often it's like it can read as like a whole different story where it's like people uh-huh. will focus on different facts where some people will focus on like you know like a example of the shooter story it's like you know what like people might focus on like, okay, what are the gun laws in the state? Some people might, might focus on the shooter's background, ethnicity, is he a native, is he, is he from somewhere else? So it's people, it, it is the same story, but often it's told in, in different ways that it's like, can almost read as a, as like a whole different story. Before we go any further, hmm. I want to learn a little bit more about you, but even before I learn about you, Matt, I've just met you. And I've got some assumptions about you that I'd like to confess to you and get off my chest. And if you could just say, yes, that's true, or no, that's not true, and co- correct the record. And, and I think friends of the show are listening, they're like, yeah, we've got to get these things off our chest. How's that sound? Sounds great. This is one I know. I'm going to stick with it because I was just writing assumptions, and we've chatted for a little bit, but I'll let you correct the record for everyone. My first assumption, my bias, I was like, Matt, ground news, a lot of stories about America. This guy, he's from America. He's probably some arrogant American. Yes or no? Uh, no to American, arrogant, uh, I, I hope not. Um, but yeah, we are Canadian. Um, I actually just recently moved from London, uh, but oh. London, Ontario, not London, England. <laughs> uh, yeah. That nice, that nice self-awareness from clearly a Canadian that's like, oh, oh, gee, I hope I'm not arrogant. If I am, I'll apologize for it. So that's a hard <laughs> no on that one. And all the rest of my assumptions are kind of coming from the assumption that I'm like, this has got to be an American news platform just because a lot of the, I mean, Canada's pretty damn close to America. So I can understand why mm-hmm. those stories would just filter across the border because we, we get the same stuff in Australia, hence why I find the platform quite useful. My next assumption, mm-hmm. Matt, is you've got to be 
so, like obviously the Canadian equivalent, but let's go with a woke lefty Democrat. Oh, uh, I get that because like you know Canadians, like we have Trudeau, we have our, our beautiful prime yeah, minister yeah. with his long flowing hair. Uh, so I get that, but I'm definitely not a lefty Democrat. You're part of a news platform, like a news, uh, what is it, Co- collating platform, filtering platform. Yeah, Sounds works. like a pretty advanced, educated thing to do. You're probably a smug, overeducated elitist. You're too educated. Uh, <laughs> again, smug, probably not, but, you know, that's, a, that's up to an in- interpretation. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but uh, I actually recently graduated from university a few a few years back in London. So just have my kind of my bachelor's in business. Um, so yeah, definitely not overeducated, and I don't have a it's desire like medium to medium educated. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I've seen what an MBA provides, and I don't really want it. I've seen what what grad school provides. <laughs> you're in journalism at some level, you know, whether you're whether you're interpreting it for people. You, you must be like Donald Trump said. You're an enemy of the people. You're an enemy of the state. I mean, I, I do definitely wield influence, but I definitely, mm. I definitely don't think I'm uh, an enemy of the state in the in the journalist mm. sense. Maybe I, you know, commit the odd uh, offense in Canada, but a, a rule is here. So <laughs> you know, it's, a, it, it, it's a pretty good system. You fail to apologize when you like dr- close the door in someone's face or something. That was probably an offense yeah. in Canada. Yeah, jail. Go to jail. Jail, jail, definitely. I feel like I was way off, obviously, from the very beginning. Mm. We went with ground news in mind, and if people want to have a look, you know that the where I found it was going, going on Instagram, and you've got these little like, you've got the news story that's the smashing through the globe at the moment that comes often comes from America and goes worldwide, and you can see mm-hmm. the news story, and you can go, oh, here's the headline from The Guardian, here's the headline from CNN, here's the headline from Fox News, here's the headline from Daily Wire, and it's the same story, and you kind of, and there's lots of different tweaks and stuff that at least I've discovered, and I've enjoyed looking through on your Instagram there, and I know mm-hmm. you've got other stuff, which we'll probably get to later, but can you, at the beginning, can you pitch to me? Because people listening, people talk often talk to me, and as friends of the show will know, I my sport is American politics. I enjoy watching it from afar and saying, "Oh, how will this impact Australia?" Because it probably bloody will. And people say, "Oh, you know, I, I really should, oh, I should pay attention to the news, or I should, I should be aware of this stuff." Can you pitch to me why people should care? about the news or at the very least about the type of news they consume yeah so i I think kind of at its core uh if you ignore it or if you read it the news affects you why should i care where my news comes from or like which why should i care who's telling me what's happening there there's bias in different vectors so there's there's bias that's hidden so it's 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 some news sources that are not sitting um, their ideology, what side they want to push, what base they want to push, and then there's new sources that are explicit, and they're like, we are a conservative source, we are a liberal source, but often it is the more insidious bias. It's bias that people do not explicitly state, mm-hmm. and that isn't always that hard. Sort of that isn't that always that easy to 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 discover the bias of the new source. So if you kind of get a sense of the bias of the new source that you're reading from, it, it gives you context. So you can say, okay, I'm reading this issue from a, a point of view that's probably conservative 
or liberal. So if you have that knowledge of what their bias is, that can that can reframe how you view the new how you view the news in that context. People use the word bias all the time when they just pick something up and they just go, "Hmm, I disagree. That's biased." How are you using the word bias? Because I think people use it in a whole manner of different ways. We use it in a few ways. So one is like the bias of a headline. So if they choose to leave out a certain fact or story, uh, what, what, what fact they choose to emphasize. One of the bigger forms of bias is the news that you don't cover. So that's uh, kind of how we kind of coined the term news blind spot. So often conservative news sources, they covered the loss of like jobs, uh, a worse economy, more than sources that, that lean left did. And sources on the left focused more on the deaths of COVID and the human impact of COVID in that way. So you're saying there's the conservative media will have a list of issues that they always report on and then people believe to be important because they're always reported on and the right will have um, this, the same list of things or a different list of things that they believe to be important that they always report on. So if you're reading one brand of newspaper or watching one brand of news, you there will be stories that I guess are not considered important from that news perspective. So that is that sounding right? Yeah, yeah. And, and definitely if you see the same topic covered again and again, like your kind of human bias is going to kick in where if you see something more often, you're going to perceive it as more important. So if news yep. versus bang the same drum enough where they always cover a crime, people are going to think that there's a huge crime wave, even if there isn't one. So the reporting on a story can determine your perception of reality. So if you... That, that example of crime, if there's always kidnappings being reported, I think that's, I think that's something I've, I've heard before. It's like kidnappings is at its lowest point ever in history, but people are more paranoid about their kids getting kidnapped than ever before. And there was recently someone being kidnapped recently in Australia, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's a real threat. But statistically, it, I guess it isn't a threat. Yeah, yeah. And, and like comparing it to the, the crime that... Um Definitely the U.S. had, and Kevin saw it to some extent, in the uh, late 80s and 90s. Like, it was a, a lot, a lot worse then, but there wasn't the same panic as there is now. Because, like, every story is covered by everyone, or, like, I guess, like, some sides cover it. And then if they hear that consistently, then they're going to believe that to be true, and then that, that'll shape their, their perception of reality, even if that, that doesn't match the actual stats of crime. And you also mentioned factual accuracy. Do you have a measure or, or do you guys assess a measure on how factually accurate certain news sources are? Is there a ranking for this, this type of media consistently omits these types of facts or consistently misconstrues information or it doesn't go that far? So factuality is probably the touchiest thing with news because um, mm -hmm. I, I feel like the, the term fact checker and just mm -hmm. facts elicit such a, a strong response in some people that just oppose the idea of fact, of fact checkers in its concept. And so a ground we did not want to be fact checkers because that in itself is a, a, a large operation and requires experts on like a variety of topics. And it's just this like huge, huge expanse. So what we do is we source all of our ratings. So all of our bias ratings and all of our factuality ratings on an, the level of a news source. So we look back, say, the New York Post. The ratings that, that we use come from 
their past coverage. So if they reported on certain stories w- without the proper facts or w- by obscuring certain facts, it's taken into, into consideration to inform the rating of, of, uh, on factuality as a whole. But it's not, it's not on a per story basis. It's more on, on a per news source basis. And, and those come from, again, the, uh, it comes from media bias, fact check, ad fontes and all sides who are credible third parties resources that, that we use to inform almost like making people aware of the consistent level of accuracy that that news source might have. So you're not fact checking each individual story. It's just, you're going, okay, this news source has, has stuffed up a few news stories in the past based on some other websites that you use. And then as I'm reading, I'm going, I'm, I get, yeah, it sounds like it's slowly educating me as I'm scrolling through to be aware of, what kind of facts, what, what, what stories are important to the left or the right, what, what facts are omitted by the left and the right, and then what newspapers, I guess, are seen to be more credible than others, I suppose. But it sounds like it takes a high level of openness and self-awareness because I can imagine people reading or looking at your stuff going, oh, you, you said Fox News isn't that accurate or Daily Wire isn't that accurate or CNN isn't that accurate, oh, as if, like... You're yeah. just biased. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think one of the best examples of this is like we, so we rate CNN on our platform as lean left. And those, and that rating comes from, um, comes from a, like the orgs I mentioned before, but people have very strong reactions to CNN on both sides. So remember once in the same day, we had a reader who said, Oh, CNN is it left. CNN should be far left. So they complain, oh. they, 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 they bombed our, our um, they, they gave us like a, a one star review, called us some choice, some choice words and told us to screw <laughs> up. Uh, so that was, that was the morning. And then in the afternoon we got someone who said, oh, like CNN's left, CNN should, uh, should, should be lean right because they're owned by a billionaire and their corporation. And they viewed any corporation that's owned by a billionaire or a story that's, that's of that size to be inherently conservative and capitalist. And it's like, oh. imagine putting these two people in, a, in, in the same room. Like, they would not come to yeah. agreement. All they do is they would yeah. know until their faces were red. So it's like, you can't really please everyone with these kind of ratings and, and choices. So we, we, we chose instead to be very, like, steadfast in our methodology of, like, how we rate these sources. Because people will not trust stuff even if it's from what we perceive to be an unbiased third party. Okay, because as you're using the terms left and right, I've had I've had friends of the show say to me, "What's what's left? What's right?" And mm-hmm. it it almost seems like you, you, the story you gave there, you've got two different people with a different relative perception of what is considered left, which is generally the progressive side. The Democrats would be considered left if you're in Australia. The Labor Party would be considered left if you're in Canada. What uh, Justin Trudeau is part of which party, and he would be left? No, would he not? He's part of the, he's part of the Liberals. I, I think he would be considered probably a progressive in the U.S. Based yes, okay. Views okay. of like healthcare and and that such. So, but in Canada, is he still considered? So in Canada, we have a multi-party system. It's not just two, thank God. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> the the. Kind of the main ones are are the NDP, the Liberals, and the Conservatives. Um, so the Liberals are kind of like left of center, I would argue, and that the NDP yep. is is more far left. 
and then the conservatives are like roughly right center, right, depending mm-hmm. on who you ask. But we're the kind of yes. like the more liberal uh, centrist in our country. Yeah, because this whole concept of left and right, as we've just discovered, is. When you, when you said, oh, in America, Trudeau would probably be classed a radical lefty by anyone. But in Canada, you're like, oh, he's maybe just left of center. And in Australia, you know, some people might argue our Labor Party is like, mm, they've kind of, I feel like they're right of center now because our Conservative Party went, has gone further right. And so it seems to be this, this perception on how we think it's going or how the population thinks it's going, plus mm. your country makes it a relative measurement. So it very quickly becomes this kind of very vague system of who is left, who is right as a measurement of who I identify with. Cause it sounds like a tribal marker. Oh, oh I'm like, if you're a conservative, you call, Oh, Conrad, you're a lefty. If I'm conservative, I might be insulted by that. I'm like, oh, shut up, mate. I'm not a lefty. I'm not one of those. But but if I was left, I'd be like, yeah, and? And so it, it could be a derogatory term depending on where you stand. So these like these tribal divisions, I suppose. What's your take on the current news landscape and its responsibility it may or may not have in the division that we see within society today? So the issue is, like, as more and more people go online and get the news online, and just, like, if you grow up in the digital age, like, your perception of reality is based a lot on, like, what you see online rather than what you see in the real world and talking to peers because you spend more and more of your, your, your time online. I would blame most of the, the division based off of the bubbles that were put in from these platforms because mm-hmm. you uh, go on Twitter, you follow people, you could push to follow more like it, more like it, more like it until you kind of have a pretty thick bubble on Twitter. And it, it, if you aren't careful with who you follow, you don't contextualize that, okay, I'm being shown this story because Twitter thinks that I'm going to engage with it, not because Twitter thinks that it's true or good, or good info or valid. It's just because it's, to me, it's, they think it's going to be intriguing. So I, I would blame a lot of vision on that. Like I grew up on Reddit. Uh, when I was in uh, in high school, and for a while, I had my perception of reality formed on like r slash politics. And if you've ever been on that site before, on that subreddit, it's not at all a good mirror to 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 the world. And and thankfully, through like uh, working for Ground News, my perspective has grown massively because like I see all stripes, I see people from across the world across spectrum, the different backgrounds, different experiences, on, like every day. So uh, I, thanks to the platform and, and working here, I, 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 I burst my bubble, but well, but most people don't work for ground news or, or use ground news yet. So their perception of reality is just based on the platform that they like came of age in and that they, and that they grew up on. So I would, I would blame that kind of dynamic more so than the news media itself. But of course there's, they do kind of feed into that because they have to make articles that fit the demands of that platform, which again is like clicks attention. The profit driven news model that dominates our news delivery system. Cause it sounds like if they're going for clicks and they're going to cater to an audience, which then will feed a bias because if you're Fox news and you know, you have a lot of Trump voters, or if you're CNN, you know, have a lot of Biden voters, your news stories are going to people won't watch if they're if they're not going to agree. I think this is part of the problem with the Ideas Digest podcast is that 
I'll look at my audience and then I'll go, oh, pretty uh, pro-life, hey? Uh, maybe I'll get a pro-choice person in here to mix things up. And, and it's very difficult to listen to someone you disagree with because it like takes a lot of energy. And sometimes you got to be in the space or not in the space. And you build a tolerance to it. But it sounds like if you are catering to an audience that you are trying to make money on, they will turn you off as soon as you start saying something that challenges too much. So it sounds like profit is is very problematic in in how these platforms filter the world for us. It's almost like if we're demanding something, they're kind of if if news's role, like you're saying, is to introduce to us or show us a picture of the world what's the current threats what's the current dangers what should i be aware of what are the issues that really matter to me in my local community me in my country and and is it relative to actually the statistical like prevalence of whether this is a problem or not if if its role is supposed to do that it sounds more like as it chases money it's trying to essentially feed us what we want to believe. So if there's a narrative where I'm in a community and someone was nasty to me once, I'm going to be like, man, everyone's always mean to guys with nice mustaches like me. This, this is such a massive problem. I'm going to be consuming news that's like, yeah, guys with mustache always getting picked. I'm like, see, I knew it. And it's going to feed me a picture of the reality I want because then I'm just going to pay them to tell me what I want to hear. You know, with politicians, it's like, I don't want to hear how, how – I don't want to hear anything positive that Trump did or Biden did. I actually just want to hear how bad this person is. And if you tell me that, I will stop paying you. So it's, it, it sounds almost like the model of there's a little kid demanding, just give me lollies. And it's like, all right, well, <laughs> you get whatever you desire because you're paying me. It sounds a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, I'm not sure if I agree on fully the influence of a big mustache, but I agree that your mustache is, is quite <laughs> Congrats on that. You don't know what it's um, like. These horses, they, they, they have to profit in some way. And there is better ways and there's worse ways. And I think the worst way is, is, the, ad, is the ad model, especially the um, online ad model. It's like if you think of the other ways of funding news, it's subscribers, it's 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 ad, it's government, and there's like a few other niche ways to define where it's like, where it's like the co-op model in that way. But even for subscribers, it's like. The average age of a subscriber for the online for an online news company is fifty. So oh. it's it's a pretty it's a pretty hard system because like everyone in like like Gen Z, millennials they kind of grew up in an age where they did not have to pay for news. News was online. It was on Facebook. It was on Twitter. It was free. But that wasn't true for people who are um, who are in the baby boomer age. They grew up in the the era of like, of course, there was cable news, but you also had to pay for the the uh, the, the, the paper for your city or your country or state or whatever have you. So they grew up in an age where news was supposed to be paid for, and I argue that like still that model you're still very privy to um, audience capture. So it's like if you piss off enough of your audience, they're they're just going to cancel your paper. But if you frame your paper where it's like we're not about the liberal point of view, we're not about the, the, the conservative point of view, where it's about telling you good stories and keeping you engaged, then that's a bit better strategy than just saying, or than, than just implicitly saying, we're going to cover the, the liberal perspective, because then when you, you deviate from that, people fall off. Yeah, I would argue that, that the ad model is probably chiefly responsible more for our current division than profit, because people are, are going to have to profit no matter what. It's the ad models, I argue, the worst way to do it. Are there trends 
that you can think of between accuracy and a business model that the company will have? Like, are you dealing with some newspapers that consistently are less accurate and quite swinging wide preaching to one audience and a business model? I definitely notice the ones that are subscriber supported, they usually are more accurate because their, their flows of revenue are a bit more stable. And like, I, th- I think, I think a lot, not a lot of people kind of recall is like good journalism is very expensive. Like it can take like six months, eight months sending a reporter to Cambodia to study some like drug lord there. Like that's, that's like a, a really uh, expensive time consuming process. So, and that's only possible if you have a more stable form of revenue, because a lot of uh, sources that are backed by ads, they go up and down very fast. Like during the Trump years, they were doing amazing, but now they're, they're starting to struggle and they have to find their kind of identity again. So I, I think if you want better news, you have to pay for better news because paying with your attention creates these, these incentives where it's a very binary yes or no, where it's like, I'm engaged or I'm not engaged, and then you drop off. But if you, if you pay for news, then you kind of fund better news that you, that you want and that you expect. So that's what I'd argue in terms of that. Yeah, that's an interesting way of putting it, paying with attention versus paying with money. It sounds as if when you're paying with attention, you might be paying with your actions, which is what you exactly do, and let's face it. I can be, I can want to be as like, once again, the example of this podcast, Artist Digest, everyone says, oh yeah, like, it's so great. We should definitely listen to both sides. Mm-hmm. Yet when it comes to clicks and when, when people like, when you look at the most triggering episodes I've released, the ones that would trigger the most amount of people have the lowest listens. So it's like, oh yeah, we totally should understand the <laughs> other perspective. So if we are paying with our attention, these news algorithms know what we are going to click on. And if they get paid for what we are going to click on, then they're going to actually feed what we want to do. But people might think that's a good thing. But as I think about it, it goes, well, if if I'm in a shop and I can eat anything I want for free, I'm going to choose the trash just in that moment. But if I'm at home about to go shopping and going, I'm going to be healthy this week. Oh, I'm yeah. going to go in and I'm only going to buy this stuff. And I might send my mom to go, mom, just get me vegetables. And then I'll be eating vegetables. And I made like a preemptive decision. So it sounds like this news, this paying with money or subscribing or um, preemptively going, okay, I'm going to pay for this new source to do quality journalism that I may or may not click on later, but it's the yeah. important stuff. Yeah, and, and kind of knowing that, like, engagement is blind. So, like, if you send someone a story being like, oh, this story sucks, or, or if you say, oh, this story is so enlightening, it, it, changed, it changed my life, like, that, to, to the new source, that is the same thing. If you share with rage or, or if you share with, like, absolute joy. So that's why I would kind of categorize the app model because it, 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 it does ensure it, it does, it does, encourage outrage and encourages like even seeing this on ground news like on our instagram because like our app we're funded by subscribers because we want to encourage uh a a better news feature and we think that's done via paying for better news and not via the ad model so but on instagram you can't pay for instagram so on instagram kind of our imperative there is more growth and like just seeing managing that channel the nuanced stories don't get as much play so i can kind of see 
from behind the scenes how an, a, a news source that survives on on on, on ad revenue is kind of coerced to the, the posting more of these stories because they know like okay if I put 10k into a, a month investigation into some politician it's going to get maybe a few hundred shares or if I put half an hour into a story about something done that some politician that some person said from like I don't know DC then that's going to get the same or equal amount of clicks for like a hundredth of the effort the temptation on Instagram and boy do I know it you have to dabble with selling your soul and becoming the thing you, I guess, swore to defeat in order yeah. to grow. Otherwise, you can be as virtuous as you want and go nowhere. It's like, yeah, we're, we're just covering the important stuff and nobody's watching. And I suppose that's, that's interesting as I think about the philosophy of journalism, like what journalism is supposed to be. You know, they'll call it the fourth, the fourth estate or something like that, where it's... Yeah. You, it, you need it to keep politicians accountable. And I suppose in the age of the attention economy, if you're watching Australian politics, definitely American politics, I'm not well versed on Canadian. Sorry, it's not as exciting as American. But it's almost as if, if you can keep your corruption really boring, mm. then no, like, no one will pay attention. If it, if like Maybe you get unlucky, a journalist funded by the government broadcaster might do a three-month investigation into it. But it's mm. interesting that if it's boring enough, politicians kind of only get kicked out if people hear about it or there's a bit of outrage and energy around it, even if it's small or big. So as corruption is often super boring, it's like, yeah, there was this amendment to this part of the bill and they violated the code of conduct here and it was, boy, it was very dangerous for democracy in this very boring specific way. Everyone's like, ah, who, who really cares? Mm. Um, so, it's, so it's like we almost have to put some thought into how we're, how we, what we're putting our money towards and maybe the importance of funding um, – funding a broadcaster or funding the news source we we use we once had this this reader actually i think he, he was from australia and his dad fell into this like massive echo chamber of like pretty biased news and the point where, where like you couldn't talk to him about anything before he, he, he could like bring yeah. up politics and, and like argue and like this guy this uh this this reader like he like he was a journalist he, he was a journalist for like 20 years he knew all the facts but he could not get his dad to believe a word that he said. So he tried different things. He, he tried showing them him like what he perceived to be a, a better news source. Tried to, to talk to him about like the facts. Didn't work. But then he put him on our platform. And after a few months, he kind of became more more curious upon what sides, what the uh, other side says because he could see himself like okay, the, these news sources that like I like that were pretty biased. They're reporting stuff with with like much more, uh, like much more harsh language. It's more sensationalized, so he could see it himself, and he felt mm. that he was making a choice himself to become a more balanced uh, thinker and reader, rather than being told by a son what's true and what's not true. So in a way, it's yes. been good for people, people who are like who have like become radicalized by like really hyper partisan news, that it helps them kind of pull their own way of the whole instead of being rescued because it could like not a lot of people like being rescued or being told that they're like you know reading awful news so this way it kind of helps people to, to like to themselves rather than be saved 
Yeah, it it reminds me of the most direct way to communicate is the indirect way, and it sounds like this this platform and the way it approaches everything, treating everyone. I suppose like free thinking adults that can make up their own minds and are smart enough to do it if we all have the facts. I suppose it has this this really empowering founding assumption about the intellect of people because what we do when we look at people over the fence, we're like, they're a bunch of idiots. How can you possibly believe this set of facts? It is so easily debunked what dumb people on the other side looks at the other side. They're like, oh, they're just lost, overeducated, whatever, and I can't believe they think that. What a bunch of idiots. Mm-hmm. but when you, it sounds like you engage with the audience without this, because we have this level of fear, I suppose. It's interesting to see a different approach because what we, what we saw during the pandemic was people going, okay, there's a bunch of fake news out there, like completely false red flag rubbish out there. And the, and the instant reaction is often, well, people, we're dumb, so we're going to believe it, so we have to delete it from the platform. We have to suppress the story. We can't have it out there. And... You can go, yeah, some stories are dangerous and some stories people believe and will die because of it. That's obviously a problem. But as we grapple with the necessity of freedom of information with democracies and things like that, it becomes far more difficult to censor information because as soon as you start censoring or suppressing, it has, that has the underlying assumption that you know people – and it might be right, it might be wrong, I don't know, but the assumption is that people are too dumb to decide. But it sounds like what's underneath your platform is going, listen, show people the context, show people what's going on, and we will find our way to the sensible center if that is a thing or the sensible point along the spectrum because the center may not always be the best. So you might be – maybe you need to be further left on some things and maybe further right on some other issues. Like we should always probably be moving, but it sounds like – that's a helpful approach to how to engage with people who disagree with you. Yeah. We, we kind of view where it's like, you kind of have to be an optimist in these things. Cause like yeah. pessimism won't actually solve a lot of issues. Um, mm-hmm. kind of the, the creation of this view was from our founder, Harleen. So she used to work actually at, uh, at NASA and she helped, she helped, uh, engineer, uh, the, the satellite, I think it was called New Horizons to Pluto. So she made it, uh, she helped engineer that, kind of saw what humanity is capable of. Like she also worked on a satellite that was so precise, so like the satellite could see if like, if pipes were leaking at a farm. So from oh. space, it was like, yeah. like, like, like that precise. So she kind of saw it where it's like, humanity is capable of sending a, a spacecraft to Pluto. Uh, so why can't we agree on the news? Like that should be a lot simpler issue, right? Um, That's optimism. So it's kind of based on the idea where, where it's like humanity can do hard things. Uh, the news, the news is one of them, and like it, it can't be fixed with the right technology and the right approach. And assuming that the people are adults and are capable of like making their own choices themselves and seeing news that is difficult to read and and biased and and hoping that through better tech and better thinking that people can kind of come to the truth themselves. So that's kind of the founding belief of, uh, of ground news. Well, that's a pretty optimistic, positive place to leave it. Matt, thanks so much for taking the time to explain this platform and explore some of the complexities of news and how, and how you guys are dealing with it. If people want to have a, like, have a look and check out exactly what you guys are doing at Ground News, if they're interested, where can they do that? 
Yeah, so we have a, a mobile app for Android and iOS. So you can find us on the App Store. We also have a website if you're more in, into desktop browsing. And we have a few tools. We have a browser, a browser extension that follows you around on Twitter, Reddit, and Facebook. So it shows you the context of each story that you see on your newsfeed. So it's a pretty novel oh, tool wow. if you're interested in like seeing a broader uh, spectrum of news wherever you go. So yeah, that's, uh, that's where you can find us. Matt, thanks so much for, for taking the time. All right, Matt, friends of the show, what did you make of Matt? <laughs> um, yeah, educated dude. Educated guy. Yeah, really interesting how he dissected the mechanics. Yeah. It's just like the behind the curtain. Too much respect. info? Like, because I'm, I'm, as I'm talking, I'm like, I find it interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because no. I'm going like, what's the cogs behind the thing that tells us what the world is like? Yeah. But I'm very aware. I enjoy economics. Matt enjoys aliens. Mm. I enjoy economics. So and I'm like, oh, interesting conversation. I don't know. Did you alien yeah, brain get I know. out of it? I mean, it's just the world we're heading into. Like, I think maybe particularly our generation has been part of that generation that grew up with mainstreamish media and that has then mm-hmm. been fragmented by the internet. And maybe Gen Zers that are listening have never known anything different. But coming from a marketing background myself, it's it, at the end of the day, clicks drive revenue. You know, revenue drives budgets. Budgets uh, driving content. Content. So. But no one really thinks like that. And it's mm. it's really hard. Like when we, we joke about the algorithmic research, I've been doing my algorithmic research this yes. week, but it literally is. Mm. Like I am a product of Google. And what you mean is like when you do research on something, you're doing algorithmic research yeah. and I'm doing it and we're actually getting different stuff. Yeah. And so I'm a product of Google. I'm a product yeah. of Facebook. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm a product of some of the news sources I watch. That so means they're I, selling you to something else. Yes. When you're the product. Yeah. They yeah. sell my click. They yeah. sell my beha- my behavioral data. Um, how we don't want to get too nerdy, but like how, <laughs> like how the entire ad network works. It's pretty insane. Like, cause this is a bit of behind the scenes on Matt. Yeah. This is, this is Matt's wheelhouse right here. <laughs> so, but it's just been interesting um, myself with my own experiences and watching human behavior at like on mass. It's really fascinating. Okay. So question for you then, and maybe this will be the question that will lead us into the Super Friends segment. Mm-hmm. Question is, at the end there, I found it really interesting. He was talking about how they at Ground News treat people. Mm. They treat people like they are smart enough to determine for themselves. He's saying, we're not fact-checking. We're not saying what's right and what's wrong. We give an overall ranking that's based on accumulated data, which would be a more accurate assessment of whether mm. something's accurate or not, rather than the nitty-gritty on this story misrepresented this. and Because yeah. over time, the longer a story's been out, the more it can be fact-checked, etc. But he had a very positive view on humanity and the giving trust in people going, you know what? People are smart enough to make up their own minds if we give them the right sources. But then there's the alternate reality, which I think kind of we saw a lot of during COVID, you know, the right wing's really railing against it, where it's like suppress that story because if it pops up on the internet, these idiots are going to believe it Mm. and people die. And you know what? People do die. Yeah. But does that mean everyone's idiots? So then my question to you, maybe don't answer it now, is... Do you think, do you think we're smart? Like Matt thinks we're smart, and we can work it out, or do you think we're idiots? Great question. Oh, what a hook! What a hook! So if you want to hear the conversation as it continues, you can head to artistdigest.org, sign up, support the show. 
I also have to share my emotional feelings about the haters mm. that I encountered this week. What happened? What was I doing? How did it make me feel? It's very s- sensitive new age of you to oh. say it like that, sharing yeah, your feelings it? like Sharing that. my feelings? But we're a safe place and- uh, We won't be on the high horse in the no. Super Friends. It's, we're human. We're in the mud with the rest yeah. of everybody. I think Kay could even join us in the Super Friends part. We'll find out if she does. <laughs> That's the hook, right? And if you're watching this on YouTube, bloody 90%, 90% of you watching aren't subscribed. So- Talking about algorithms. We need your help. <laughs> Bow to the mighty algorithm, God. Yeah. And subscribe. I'm talking and about like AdSense. Pays the bills. <laughs> yes. Yes. Every vid- every minute you watch. Yes. Pays our bills. So, I mean, if you made it to the end, super friend. Mm. Super friend in a Actually, in a become way. a YouTube premium and you'll give us even a little bit more money. That will be helpful. If you're a YouTube premium, see, Matt knows all these nerdy stats. He's like, <laughs> oh, YouTube premium gives us way more money. So, YouTube <laughs> premium friends of the show, double like and double subscribe yeah. to us. So... If you want to hear us continue talking, you can head there. And you'll also hear the full uncut interview. I've trimmed it down, you know, the pull out the juiciest mm. bits. But there's also more interesting stuff that I couldn't quite fit in there. So you'll get the full episode of the interview there and all other extended yep. interviews. You'll get our honest uh, feedback and probably our opinions thrown in for free. And um, if you're, you're on the fence right now and you're thinking of joining Plus, well, we'd love to have you on board because you become part of the family in the sense that you right, help man. drive future content you get exclusive access to us. Um, uh, you're on the, you're on the, you actually had some Zoom calls with some Plus some guys. Zoom calls, some super so friends Zoom calls. We want to actually, we actually get uh, personal conversations. We actually want to drive, you help drive this content. And uh, without you, um, yeah. We're so lost. We're lost. So, <laughs> and we have, we, we literally have shrines of you. So thank you so much everyone mm-hmm. that supports yeah. us. And if you're thinking about it, just join us in. Buy us a coffee for one month. Just one month. One month. Or two. Or two. And forget about the subscription. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep rolling over. <laughs> oh, a year no, later. No, come I'm on. still signed up to these guys. It's just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> um, so head on to idesiredjess.org and uh, you'll be taking our page. Buy us a coffee or become a Plus subscriber. It would help a lot. And for everyone that is or has just joined us, who are our two friends that just joined us this mm-hmm. week. Hayley and Jess. So Hayley and Jess, thank you very much again. And um, yeah, we look forward to seeing you in the back. End of... The high horse. (laughs) Yes, the end of the high horse. And we'll catch everyone in the next episode. Matt, I'm getting a bit of chafing on this horse. Let's hop down. Super friends. Let's talk.